Hey y'all, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two long-distance best friends and lifelong romance lovers recap romance novels scene by scene while giggling, swooning, commenting, and going on tangents. I've got a big announcement to start us off. We're going to be running a Patreon fundraiser from today until June 10th. For every new and increased Patreon pledge we get this month, we will double it and donate it to AAPI Women Lead, a survivor and former sex worker-led organization that amplifies the leadership of Asian and Pacific Islander women, girls, and non-binary folks, and works to end every form of violence in solidarity with all BIPOC communities. I encourage you to check out their website or go to at AAPI Women Lead on Instagram. Again, we're going to be doubling all new and increased pledges. So if you sign up as a $5 patron, we donate 10. If you increase your pledge from 15 to 20, we don't just double the $5 increase. Oh no, we're donating 40. The last time we did this, we raised almost $2,000 for the Yellowhammer Fund. And I'm so excited to bring this fundraiser back for AAPI Women Lead. So head to patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast and sign up. Not only are you raising money for an awesome foundation, but you also get oodles of extra content. I'm talking like over a hundred bonus episodes alone. All right. Today is a very special episode. We partnered with The Rip Bodice on their April Read Romance Repeat Box, and today we're recapping one of those selections. This is going to be part one, so you'll have to tune in next week to hear us swoon and honestly lose our minds about how great the second half of this book is. If you're a patron, videos for parts one and two are up today, so you can binge both. But without further ado... Here's part one of Flirting with Forever by Cara Bastone. Have you started yet? No. Oh, I'm about to start right now. <laughs> Can you do an impression? Can you do it again? What you just did it was the, <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> I said I was about to. I was about to hit the record button, and I said when she hit the record I'm button. Start her entire right now. <laughs> her entire demeanor changed. It was very funny. If you're watching on the video, it's funny. Oh my gosh! Hello, Aaron. Hi. How are you? <laughs> great. <laughs> Super <Good>. great. <laughs> me too. Did I tell you what Michael got me for my birthday? <laughs> Did I no, tell you? No, you just told me about how you forgot his you? birthday, which Don't I thought was going to be the banter. I didn't oh, forget sorry. about it. I didn't forget about it. I knew sorry. that it was happening, and I yes. knew that it was this weekend, and, and I gave him his present two gave weeks him ago. His present. Yes. Uh, you know, I was so on top of it that I just did not recall that today no. is not a different day. So anyway. I just, I expected the banter <laughs> to be about how you forgot Michael's birthday and not what he got you for that, your though. birthday. <laughs> no, so, I can't talk about how I forgot Michael's birthday because it didn't happen. You're right. You, you know? What happened was you caught yourself before you forgot Michael's this birthday. This is the one. And and yeah. for me, that's like, that's like Olympic level gymnastic right. stuff. 
because it's tomorrow. We had originally scheduled right. to record tomorrow. Yeah. But now we're doing it today. Right. Last minute. But of. I got a really good birthday present. Do you yes. want to know what it was? Was it romance stickers? Uh, no, that's what that's what Aaron got me, and that's what I got. Love them. Yes. No, and actually, they're on a lot of them are on my bottle. Oh, look at them! Yeah. Look at all those romance stickers. Beautiful. Okay, no, he got me one of those like world between the books oh, situations. Yeah, yeah. You sent and me so, pictures. Yes, I did. Okay, good. I did. Yeah. So we built this whole like. I couldn't remember if I told you about it or not. Wow. I know. Well. <laughs> no, it's on brand. We've been uh, it's watching just Finding still, Nemo lately, and I identify sure. way too much with Dory. No way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, what was I saying? <laughs> we got you the world between the books. Thank you. <laughs> and then we built it together and so that was a fun thing like it took like three nights and it was this whole thing and normally i really don't like detailed work like that but the fact that it was like a project together and it was like this cool thing we're doing and then we came up with this really cool creation but my favorite part of it is anytime i walk past because there's inside it's a venetian street and inside there's this like beautiful lady in a grecian gown in like a gondola and then there's like a little dude in a gondola and stuff You've seen it. I sent you the pictures. No, I just don't and understand. Wait. She just has like a flowy dress that reminds me of like a Grecian goddess or okay, whatever. Right. It's not like. I don't know, you know. much about stuff. <laughs> that didn't all but seem to match. But you do know that Venice all. is not in Greece. Yeah, but then when I started to say it out loud because you seemed confused, I was like, <laughs> wait, Venetian is to Venice. <laughs> okay, Greece is. And I had to like do math to make sure I was right before I said it out loud and looked it like a dummy. It is all Mediterranean, as you would know, because you are an expert in the seas. That is one of the seas. <laughs> <laughs> so is the Sea of China <laughs> and oh my the God. Arctic Sea. Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> the Baltic is one of them. <laughs> sure. the, There's an Indian sea one. Sea of I Madagascar. <laughs> okay, the New no. Zealand Sea. The Bering <laughs> Strait. My favorite thing about yes. <laughs> this thing is not necessarily lighting it up and looking at it, even though that's uh, that's like a really primo part of it. Yeah, it that's lights cool. the fuck up. And it looks so cool. It's this little world between my books. The best part about this thing is that now when I walk past my bookshelf, I get to go fee fi fo fum <laughs> because I'm a giant to them. <laughs> We're all giants. I am. Um, I respect that there are people. Fee <laughs> I respect that there are people listening that can go here with you. <laughs> I just can't. It's so funny to me. <laughs> do you do it out loud as you approach it? Why would I not do that out loud okay. as I approach it? <laughs> I thought that was going to go a different way. <laughs> okay. Ooh, wow. I really think this is funny. I wasn't expecting to cry. <laughs> All right. Should you introduce your new purple hair to the the watcher and not the listener? But oh, listen, yeah. she does have new purple hair. I have purple hair. It's like maroonish red at the roots, and then it goes to a really deep, vibrant purple at the end, and I love it. 
So it's great. I've got new hair. It kind of matches your glasses. Ooh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we've got a book to talk about. <sighs> okay, public service announcement. Okay. We read "Flirting with Forever" That's by right. Kara Bastone. Yeah. I have a lot to say. I'm right excited up, to hear right everything about it. So, yes, this is one of two books that was in the April Ripped Bodice box yeah. that was associated with us. And we put a sticker in there and a keychain right. for for people who do that subscription service. And then we promised we would read one of the two books in the box. Mm-hmm. So we got our choice. One of them was this book, Flirting with Forever by Kara Bastone. The other one was The Girl with Stars in Her Eyes by, is it Zoe Axelrod? Is Axelrod? Uh, yeah, right? Axelrod. Okay. Yep. So listen, Melody left it up to me. I chose the shorter book because yes. that's the brain cells that I have. But then right. I noticed that the blurb for the other book, The Girl with Stars in Her Eyes, was written by Christina Lawrence. And I was like, oh, man, I bet that's, like, really, you know, on the cover. It's like, what a great book, Christina Lawrence. So I texted Lo, and I was like, how good is this book? And she was, like, really good. And then I did a lot of, like, research, and there's, like, original music that goes with that book and stuff. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, but it's also apparently, like, really angsty. I just felt like I couldn't do an angsty 500-pager this week. That's my thing. I I couldn't do an an angsty (laughs) second chance. No, that was me, yeah. Yeah, And and then we were both, like, like, yeah, you we were both, like, length is great good on the other one you know yes. this this flirting with forever so i really want everyone to encourage i want to encourage everybody to read that other book because yeah. it sounds fantastic it really does and okay this is the second thing i want to talk about okay number two is i looked at the cover of this book and i recoiled same it made me upset to look at hard same the title upset me yep listen this is a fantastic book that i loved so much that i never would have picked up my favorite book of ever i loved this book i loved this book much more than melody which never happens she did yeah this is this book is good don't get me wrong erin loved it more than i did but the book is good no matter how you slice it you know i enjoyed book i just i didn't and you know the blurb on the front is from our friend jill shalvis who is also on the show i mean it's not like and, you know, the ripped bodice lady said it was good. I, you know, it came with good reviews. It's just this cover reverse fucking catfished me. And so oh, yeah. the title. Hard. It well, shows I- a happy couple having a picnic. Mm-hmm. He's like in jeans. They're having a white wine together. There's like There's a, a shaggy dog. dog involved. It's in a field. Okay. Actually, it's this like a, a it's like a burlap rooftop of some sort. Yes. I don't know what the this fuck they're doing. This is a book doing. that takes place in the the city parts of of Brooklyn in oh, like yeah. urban Brooklyn. The hero never, never smiles, smiles, and that's a plot point of the book. The fuck never wears jeans and never wears color, and which he has is a, a plot cat, point not of a the dog. book. He has a cat. Not a dog. There the are no thing, outdoor scenes There are whatsoever. no picnics at all. There's no picnics. There's no blue skies. There's nothing. Sorry, there is one block party, but again, an urban setting. Right. And actually, and, and there is one picnic, but it's with his mom inside her shop. And it's, sure, and there's yeah, like it's glass an indoor everywhere. picnic. Because again, bat. urban setting, right. not field situation. It's a joke that he can only afford cheap beer and yeah. not white wine and she yeah. also likes cheap beer with lemonade in it and that's like a part of the book yeah this um, cover and then makes also, no sense she's seven all. years older than him yeah. which is a plot point of the book 
And that girl is 20. Yeah. She's like 19. I looked at this cover and this title, which means nothing, and I thought, I am bracing myself for the hellscape that is these two. Yeah. I was prepared for Thanksgiving all over again. (laughs) Like, I was prepared for just like, you know, Christmas time cowboy. That's what I thought this was going to be. Yeah. No, this book is fantastic. It's a great book. So good. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Carabas Stone. Yeah. You're so good. Carabas Stone. You are so good at it. You're a talented lady. I've got a couple of things that I need to say up front. Yes. First of all, very good book. As I said, great book. book. There were some very small pet peeves that are very particular to me. And I need listener to know because I need them to know like where I'm coming at this from so they can be like Melody's Irrational. This book is amazing. So first of all, sometimes every once in a while, things felt a little bit like repetitive or redundant to me. Sure. Sure. Like there were moments where, okay, one that comes to mind particularly is he says her smile was infectious. And then he says the CDC would have categorized it as highly contagious. Like literally those are the two sentences that come right after the other. And I know that they technically mean different things, but like, you know, just running them through my brain. I was like, why did we have to say that twice? And Aaron. Don't care. Loved it. Loved it. Aaron loved it. Loved it. She didn't even think about it. Loved every moment of book. Second thing is. I I have a thing about grown adults saying the word freaking. <laughs> I do. But 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 listen. <laughs> Every single person in this book says the word freaking both in their inner monologue and out loud. But the catch is both of them also say fucking at different points. Granted, she only says it I one noted time. I this as well. And she's literally saying we fucked the, you know, the outside away or whatever. But he says, for fuck's sake, all the time, he says fucking whenever he goddamn pleases. They are, you know, like, so, but then in his inner monologue, he'll be like, oh, no, that bra strap is freaking hot. And I'm like, no, he would not think that. Sorry, he wouldn't think freaking in his grown adult man brain. Because here's my thing. If you're going to have a character do that, I need them to commit to it. For me, you can't say freaking and fucking. Pick one. Unless you're like, you know, you say fucking around adults and then you say freaking if there's like a child or something. Like there needs to either be outside stimuli that makes you change your behavior Mm -hmm. or you need to just say fuck, Mm -hmm. you know, or you need to be anti-cursing. Just make the character no cursing. But the fact that both of them, like I would have been fine if she was a freaking person and he was a fucking person. That would make sense to me. But this mishmash of the freaking and the fucking and the no rules about it, like, it's like sci-fi movies. I don't need you to make sense. I just need you to follow the rules that you create. That's all I need from you. So that that's my that was honestly my biggest pet peeve about the book, which tells you what a good book it is. I was going to say, and that's super small, super small. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and again, I want to say I am fine with grown adults not cursing, that is a perfectly reasonable choice, one that I do not make. However, it just feels like you should be consistent. Do it or don't. Unless they're like children, right? Sure. P.S. The other day, Ember dropped something and he goes, God bless America. Oh, <laughs> that's like, a good one. Aw, look at yeah. him. Look at him go. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go. Okay, let's go. 
I have to turn my Kindle back on because I turned it. it because went to, my tirade went it's, on it's, a little it's long. snoozed. <laughs> okay, so we've got Mary Trace. Mary oh is on God. a date. Mary is ready for her first date. She is dressed up. She loves first dates. She's one of those weirdos who loves a first date. I also love a first date. What? I love a first date. Oh, there's so much possibility. It's so fun. Like you get to meet a whole brand new person. It's nothing but endless opportunity in front of you. The conversation could go anywhere. You know nothing about this person. I love a first date. I am team Mary on this one. Love a first date. Well, so she's all dressed up for her first date. She got set up for a blind date by her friend with her friend's son. And then that son does walk in and say, I expected somebody younger. Yes. And he's 30 and she's 37. Yeah. She sits down at the table and he goes, oh, I expected someone younger. And then she goes, she like closes her eyes and she's like, okay, is this a thing I can do? I don't know. <laughs> can I stay here? I've always decided that if, if I can tough it out, then I will, because that's the polite, correct thing to do. But she's like, you know what? His shoes are going to decide it because she's mm -hmm. anti-wingtip shoes. This whole book talks what about... Is? Listen, I will die for this hero, okay? Same. Mary, I could take her leave. Mary's great. I would Fine. die for this man. Same. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's super judgy. About how people dress. And the whole book, they talk about how judgy this hero is. And he's not even all that judgy. No, he Mary's just scowls super all judgy. The time. And they talk about how she's <laughs> not judgy, but she is judgy. Because she looks at his shoes and she's like, I hate men who wear wingtip shoes. And yeah. then since he has wingtip shoes, she's like... Fuck this. But it's like, it's the whole thing. It's like the 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 shirt and like the tie. He's got like a perfect tie knot. And he's got like a the really classic hair. haircut that's yeah. like parted to the side. Be still my heart. And I just feel like <laughs> she judges the whole thing. And then the waitress comes up. Yes. And he checks out the waitress. Yeah, he does, a, so, he does an up and down on that waitress. And she's like, oh, good. M one of my favorite lines of this book actually happens in chapter one where she's like, oh, good. Please, like, look the grown baby up and down. Like, yeah. <laughs> because she, the waitress is, like, 20. <laughs> yeah. So she's, like, she just closes her eyes and she's, like, you know what? This isn't going to work. And she gets up and he goes, what does he say? He says, like, what? Are you serious? And she's, like, uh -huh. yes. And then he goes, God, so such a waste of time. And she's, like, oh, so now he's an asshole who's, like, extra mad because I won't fuck him. Uh-huh. He wasted his time because I won't have sex with him like Estrella his mom said that he was a nice boy and she mm -hmm. looks dead looks him dead in the face and she says I will not tell your mother what went down today but I am gonna tell you that she was wrong you are not a nice boy and she walks the fuck out and it's a great first scene it's a great oh, yeah. first scene it's great I was worried that, like, this one comment he made would be the whole conflict, which it kind of was it a is. little bit. She no, no, it's not. Okay. It kind yeah, it kind of is. But it wasn't enough to, like, oh, I'm sorry. annoy me. No. Okay. So third, third pet peeve of mine. I'm on the record already. I hate it when the main conflict is they don't talk to each other. Well, I don't even think it was like, oh, I don't know. That's I didn't what feel, I didn't feel that strain in this book. Oof, I he, did. he keeps doing subsequent things to like fuck it up. He does. Sure. But then he keeps on being like, like at one point, we'll, we'll get to it. But he's like, 
Mary, did I mess everything up? Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, did I did I ruin any chance of us? And then she goes, being friends? <laughs> and I'm like, Mary, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but I he think, was I think come they have to you reasons not to talk to each other. Ugh, I disagree. Like, they, they definitely explain why they keep not talking to each other. Sure. Yeah. It's, and it I is find explained. it to be incredibly stupid. <laughs> every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at them every time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, okay. So now, now we're clipping back to our hero, John who is a public defender in Brooklyn yes. and he's just lost a t- case. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Well, no, he, he, mm-mm. his client got indicted. He was, he lost like oh, the yeah. grand jury situation. <laughs> oh, honey. I know, anyway, right? so, yeah, like big <laughs> loss. But I will say after I, after I just rolled my eyes and sneezed at that, I think that the reason why I like straight up head over heels fell in love with this book. Yeah. Is that this book is the first time I've ever seen lawyering, criminal lawyering, Be represented. What? Be a good thing. Well, not only that, but like represented in a way that I recognize. Ooh. I feel like there were things that weren't like super technically true. Um, like I, I felt when he like lamented over his like 40, he has 40 cases at oh, one yeah. time. I, I wanted to laugh in his face, but the, <laughs> but the, uh, the actual like workload of it and how he felt on a day to day. And the fact that he shares an office with another attorney yeah. and like the, the amount he gets paid as a public defender in Brooklyn and, what keeps him up at night? Yeah, and just just every everything practical thing about how his job affected him was the first time I've ever seen my job refre- reflected accurately Ooh. in a romance novel. And I think there's really something to be said about that when you have like these jobs that are like over and over in romance. Oh like, yeah, you know you see like military, you know, like right. spies, you know, lawyers, uh, FBI, U.S. attorney books, you know, mm-hmm. like all these things over and over. And I've never seen military or intelligence work or lawyering or law enforcement or SEALs or any of this right. stuff ever represented in a way that I recognize. And this was the first one. And it just made my heart sore. And he he talks about I'm sorry I'm no, getting please, keep going. Please, please, he please. talks about this case he has with this 17 year old who's being tried as an adult who participated in a sex trafficking ring. Kinda, um, yeah. She was trafficked. Yeah, she did. She but, drove yeah. other girls, younger girls, to go get trafficked because she was coerced or you know right. afraid. And he's trying to get her a not guilty based on that coercion. Mm-hmm. But he's not defending. Like an innocent person, like a person who yeah. didn't do it. Like it's not a who done it. It's a my client did these things, but doesn't deserve this punishment. And I hope that this defense works. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I and and that's what keeps him up at night, you know. And I I really I really was happy. Aww. I was really happy with the lawyering in this book. It made me so happy. Oh yay! The end. I mean, I also thought it was really good. I obviously don't have your breadth of experience in in that way, but. One of the things that I really liked 
is that so often, especially criminal defense attorneys, are like vilified in books. Mm -hmm. Usually when I see lawyers, it's like the prosecutor is like doing the laws and like so good at job, puts everyone in jail. And like that's supposed to be what we look up to. And everybody's Mm -hmm. like, man, that criminal defense attorney, I can't believe how can they defend that person or whatever. And my whole thing is like, I, I liked the romance where, like you said, she wasn't innocent, right? It was right. a big, big gray area. But I love that that he communicated several times, like, no matter what, everyone deserves a defense. And not only a defense, but, like, a robust defense. Criminal defense attorneys have to do their job really, really well, no matter the client, because if nothing else, you don't want to give a guilty client any grounds for appeals later on. Like, the best thing, I mean, right? I just feel like I've given this speech to you so many times (laughs) and I feel like I've done, I feel like I've really done something. (laughs) So I feel like I've emboldened you with the language to go forth and teach the world. Yes. You have. just did. This is most definitely a lot of your influence. But I don't know. I just really liked that he was a public defender. He was a civil servant. And like, that was a good thing the whole time, no matter what. I loved it. Yeah. No matter who he was defending. It was really good. Oh, boy. It's July, folks. That means new Bonkers Book Club selections. And let me tell you, our cup runneth over. First, there's a historical smorgasbord. You get the entire box set of Nicola Davidson's Surrey SFS series. If you're not familiar, that stands for Sexual Freedom Society. This box set includes five ridiculously spicy historicals with a variety of gender pairings and trios and so much more that makes my heart sing. Then Jenny and Katie are offering up one of their all-time favorites, Brutal Prince by Sophie Lark. That's the mafia book where the heroine accidentally sets the hero's house on fire and then makes sure her mouth is full of strawberries because she knows he's extremely allergic. Best wedding kiss ever, right? And then we decided to do a little bonus. We wanted to see if audiobooks are something you'd like as part of book club. And Kay Lorraine and Meg Ann have a series called The Mate Games. You get to listen to book one, Obsession. It's a paranormal reverse harem that's done with duet narration. And the cast of narrators is insanely good. So Joybringers have tons to look forward to. If you want to join, check out our website. The link is in the show notes. Okay, so then he thinks back on this date. He's like, he has had a real rough time with the fact that she left him on the date because he really liked her. He thought she oh. was like way too hot and cool and put together. He thought he was for the him. most beautiful woman he had ever seen in he all couldn't of believe Brooklyn. she was the one that was there for him. Yeah, it's very sweet. He was. She, he, he says like she this. was walking across the restaurant and I couldn't believe that she kept coming toward me like basically Uh he was sure she was gonna like make a u-turn and be with another dude any second there and then she sat down in front of him and then he said the stupidest five words that have ever come out of his mouth he says Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
it was very very cute yeah and we get to meet his best friend richie who's also his office mate and yeah. i think trial partner yes okay okay all right and also we okay. meet crash willis who comes by to be an asshole he's an ada in the same place and he's his like his name Ugh. is crash yes and he like he like drips money it says he's got like mm-hmm. what's his name okay so one of the biggest pillars of this hero's whole persona is that he loathes people with money he hates them hates rich people he hates money he hates rich people he cannot stand any of it and he's like you know what the only person who has teal loafers is a person who has at least five pairs of work shoes and i'm like it is true correct but also like get off his nuts you know but i also kind of love that he and mary are both judging people by their shoes in chapter one yeah 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 because they're like they're so different but they're so similar i know it's beautiful it's a really nice little parallel you're right okay so what else all right. So then so at I the very end of that shop. chapter, his mom shows up <gasps> at his apartment. And he knows she's about to like lecture him because probably Mary said something to her because they're friends. So then we clip to Mary's shop. She's about to do the window display for June and it's going to be all like bursting flowers and springtime goodness. So then this construction dude walks by the shop. Oh, and right, she's I like, about this. And she's like, oh, hello, construction guy. And like gives him a <laughs> tiny smile. And he, like, smiles back and then keeps walking. But then he comes in the store. He comes in. Based on like, the smile. like Based you know, on the smile. Yeah. He's not in there. This, he's you not guys, buying things listen, at her schmancy Mary's, store. Mary's, like, uh, a fancy basic lady. She's... That's she, true. She's always carrying around a mason jar. Wherever you look <sighs> is a mason jar in this. It says in the thing. It's like she did another pallet of mason jars moved from left to right. Mason jars as far as the eye can see. <laughs> she, um, but she does. She sells like $500 lamps. Like this is a high end. It's a fancy high end. Yeah. Boutique, very basic store. Brooklyn And basic she's always store. flitting around in her like Lily Pulitzer style dresses like a lot of <laughs> a lot of fit and flare mm. floral dresses yeah that's true. bright colors a lot of sundresses yeah. i do mm-hmm. love a sundress yes. and they're always showing off her shoulders and slipping off her shoulder and stuff always on. slipping off that shoulder <laughs> okay so this construction worker would not be the type of guy that would come into the shop no probably. he's he he's never used so he's amazing coming in in just life. based on the alluring nature of yeah mary and so he's like trying to pretend to look around and stuff and finally she's like you know what fuck this i'm gonna ask him out and so she does because he told her that he was divorced or like like he needed to see his ex-wife or something and so she asked him out and he was like Ugh. when i said ex-wife i meant like soon to be ex-wife and mm-hmm. like we're in mediation and stuff and mm-hmm. meanwhile she knows that somebody has walked in the store and is hearing her get brutally shot down by yes. this married man. And she's like, yeah. it's fine. It's a stranger. It's no big deal. And then she turns around and it's Estrella holding John by the elbow. But dragging him Dragging in him into the store. To apologize. <sighs> and and so she's like, I'm, I'm withering into a husk as we <sighs> speak. It's really rough. The only person on the planet I don't want to see me get shot down like that is the man who thinks the I'm guy who thinks actually I'm an old a walking hag. corpse. Like, yeah. Not cool. Yeah. <gasps> so then Estrella's like, oh, my son was taking me to lunch. Okay, I gotta go to the post office. Show him your shop, yeah? <laughs> and so then they're standing there and he's like, she wasn't, we weren't, we're not going to lunch. 
<laughs> like she wants me to apologize because she told me that you have a good time no matter what you're doing ever and if you didn't have a good time it was probably my fault so I guess I'm sorry yeah so like I'm here to apologize and she's so like oh good I'm, I'm really, really excited that you're doing it because your mom is making you and he's like no no, no I came here willingly and then he <laughs> does give a really good apology he's like yes I was a does. jerk I am rude I'm I'm like you're he says you're right I'm not a nice boy I'm preoccupied and I'm busy and I'm stressed and I'm rude and I was a dick and I said a stupid thing to you and I'm truly sorry from the bottom of my heart that's almost verbatim I'm sure of it Uh uh-huh yeah yes and she's like wow good apology okay and uh, then he fucks off no I think that's when Estrella invites Mary to the block party you're right at her house you are right and I think that's the next scene that is the next scene so Mary gets all dressed up and she takes some kind of a uh, cake pie. Yeah, something. she picks up a she cake. Takes a, she takes a smurf to right. the smurf. Yeah, and she um, and Estrella told her to dress up because she needs to introduce her to a lot of nice boys. Some singles. Yeah. Some additional and nice boys. And she said this in front of John, who she dragged into Mary's of shop she by his elbow. You guys, mm-hmm. Estrella is a queen. She, she The is, reason why uh, Estrella knows Mary is she's like kind of like an old lady artist oh. who like makes funky art to go in like her special <sighs> Brooklyn basic lady high-end shop. Estrella is honestly who I've always wanted to be, but I do not have an artistic bone in my body. I see that about you. Yeah. Not that you don't have an artistic bone, but that you have a very <laughs> her aesthetic. It makes I sense. Do. A little bit yes. zany. Uh-huh. <laughs> very heartfelt. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> very into a metal. Oh. Would definitely do a metal it's if given like the a opportunity. Metal, especially. You yes. know? Whew. So, so she shows up she at goes this block to the block party. party. John is there. And he's they give wearing... like a, a nod to each other. <laughs> Like a yeah. little, like a head, nod. like a chin up. Like, yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, he is wearing the same outfit that he has worn the last two days, like a button up. But this time, no tie. No tie. And black trousers, wingtip shoes. The sleeves are rolled and up. His and his sleeves are rolled up. Are on yeah. display, I tell you, romance. Yes. Media. But on she does display. not identify him as a sexy man. No, because she he's still identifies wingtips. him. Yeah, she identifies him as a man who can't doesn't party. know how to have fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> who won't so, take off his work clothes even on the weekend, John. Yes. So then um, Estrella takes her over and she in- she introduces her to Sammy. Sammy. Sammy, Samuel. And, and then she's like, like oh, I must go do a schmirschmer. And she yeah. leaves them alone and they're having their flirt time. Yeah. And so they're doing a big flirt. And then John comes up like a gargoyle on her shoulder and he's like, uh, Samuel, your wife is on the phone. And he's like, ex, ex wife, John. And he, and John goes, John takes like this casual sip of his beer and he goes, oh, is it official now? Is it, has the paper? He takes a casual sip of his beer as his cold eyes wander the crowd. Like he doesn't even, he doesn't even care. He's like your wife's on the phone. He's so casually bored by the whole world, and I love it so much. At the beginning of this book, <sighs> yes. And so Mary's like, "Wow, his wife is not on the phone, is she?" And he goes, "Yeah, you." Because in the store, she told him that a lot of times she doesn't find out the guy's married until they're already on the date, and like she's glad she found out already. And so he goes, "You told me you don't like married guys shooting their shot with you, so like." I mm-hmm. saved you. You're welcome. This is me. This is me doing a help. 
That's right. We are now even. <laughs> so he goes, so they're like now awkward. <gasps> now they're standing together. And so he's like, so like, what's your deal? Are you like really desperate for dates or something? Oh <laughs> because my oh my God. his so, perspective no, is so, like, no. oh, her mom setting, his mom setting her up with all these dates. She's like hootnet construction workers that are walking by her <laughs> shot, uh, shop. Maybe like she, she really needs a man. I love that or in something. your universe, she's catcalling construction workers. <laughs> she's going, Woo! Show me your Isn't that dick! what happened? What? <laughs> Isn't that how you catcall? That's how it works, right? I've never That's what tried it. When you I've never. Whoa! <laughs> Is that it? I think Did so. they do it? Meow! So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Good. All right. So she turns on her heel and she goes, okay, great. Like, goodbye. And walks the fuck away. No, she does a whole speech at him. She goes, has anyone ever told you oh, that yeah. you're a complete sinkhole for happiness where good feelings go to die? <laughs> Desperate, she quoted him with a scowl. <laughs> Being 37 and flirting with a good-looking man at a party does not make me desperate. Wanting to meet someone does not make me desperate. Jeez, which you probably had a problem with. You are the human manifestation like, of the sad trombone sound. Which <laughs> that I was, was so really good. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He, he said... To answer your question, yes, people have told me that before, never quite so creatively, but yes, I've been known to bring down a mood. <laughs> He's so good. I love him. I know. With all of my heart. Oh my God. So then Estrella comes back over and she's like, you know what? No, we're not doing this anymore. I've got another boy to introduce you to. And the and so Mar- uh, John looks over and he he's like, for fuck's sake, mom, you're oh that guy? Wait. What are no. you doing? Time oh, out. No. Time out. I also have a very soft place mm. in my heart mm-hmm. for men who call their mothers ma. Oh, I don't yeah. know what it is. I know. <laughs> but throughout this book, he called Estrella ma. I know. And I <laughs> love it. I do too. Okay. Honestly, one of the sexiest things that happened early in my and Michael's relationship was he got on the phone and he goes, he said like, hi, ma. And then uh, listened for a second. I don't and know. Then, what is it? No, Why are we then, weird? I, we're weirdos. Yeah, it's true. So I was like, so already my ears were perked, right? And then he just like launches into Chinese. And I had never uh, heard yeah. him speak Mandarin before. And I was like, oh, my pants are on fire. That's weird. Yeah. That's another weird. language is oh. a big deal. Can't even. Okay. All right. I'm so sorry. anyway, yes. so he he's like, ma, oh my God, Jonah, <laughs> for fuck's sake, which is the next guy in... uh the lineup and, and mary's um, like okay bye i have to go like wash my face and disappear into the night because yeah. they're now fighting over this setup and like the whole block party is watching them and so right she comes out of the house after after like i don't know splashing water on her face she's also like a water splasher like she wears a lot of makeup no you're right no she put she put water on the back of her neck it's different you're right i'm a dick you're right so you are a dick <laughs> what What's so happening? he comes she comes out of the uh brownstone and he's sitting on the steps passing his beer back and forth in his hands and waiting for her like a, like a hot toad like, like the nervous puppy that he, he is, is. <sighs> and so he's like listen i'm i didn't like mean that before and i'm sorry but like let me make it up to you i have a feeling no not yet well okay well i just want to note that Please. he tells her, like, how his mom's weird. 
um, and like real quirky and like how she has a boyfriend who like lives with her, but she doesn't call him her boyfriend. She calls him her tenant because she doesn't believe in premarital sex, but also yeah. she doesn't want to get married. She doesn't believe in second marriages either. And then he says, yes. but she does. She is a big believer in gray areas. And I yes. loved him. <laughs> yeah. I love him. Um, she asks what's wrong with Jonah. And he says he's in his thirties and he dates barely legals on Tinder. Hmm. Um, and he lives with his anyway, mom. Yes. And so, like, they they kind of strike a thing where he's going to know all of the people that the mom recommends. And so every time she gives Mary a name, if she just, like, texts that name to John, he will let her know the situation. Right. And so she gives him her number and he texts her so that they have number. They exchange numbers or whatever. And then she goes home, basically. Like, she has a good time for the rest of the block party and then leaves. And then what yes. happens? So I think now they're like sitting at drinks, John and Richie, right? Yes. Yeah, well, they're sitting in the like bar. He again apologizes for putting his foot in his mouth when he said she was desperate. Yes. So it isn't like just one thing at the beginning of the book that gets said and then no one ever addresses it again or like talks about it. He keeps saying bullshit that he keeps apologizing for. That's true. Okay. That's definitely true. So the next scene is... I don't remember what he's, he's at the doing, bar. But she texts him a yeah. name. Okay. Or maybe he's at work. Doesn't matter. I can't she remember if he's at work or the bar. And he's, he's at like, work. Okay, great. <laughs> Love it. After hours. It is 6 p.m. He is buried in paperwork. Okay, so he and should he gets be this at the random bar, text. But he is at work. He should be at the bar, but he's not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and he, and it's just two letter two words and it's his it's his middle school bully. <laughs> and he's uh-huh. like, "The fuck? Like is this this guy texting me?" And then he realizes, "Oh my god." And he's like, hard no. He froze my underwear and he kicked me in the stomach one time and he's a meanie head and it's bad. And then he's like, delete, delete, delete. But he also gets a heart flutter because he got a text from a pretty girl. Oh, yeah. Even though it was a text about a date with another man. But then he's like, I cannot tell Mary what a loser I have been in former lives. And so he deletes all of that and he's like, he's a bully. And she's yeah. like, okay, cool. Don't want to do that. And she says she'll tell Estrella that she's busy. And then she texts him. Then there, like some time goes by. Mm-hmm. And then she texts him a sunshine emoji. Yeah. And he gets like really weird about it. He's like a sunshine emoji. Like, what could it mean? The Probably s- nothing. But maybe it means something. <laughs> yeah. The sun is smiling at me. Does that mean anything? Is it? Is she just telling me like how her hair looks right now because she's so radiant all the time? I don't know. And then he's like, "I have to do work. I have paperwork. Do work." Yeah, this is where he talks about not. <laughs> it's not forty cases. It's thirty to forty cases. Yeah. Ooh, John. But that is you told me that is the federally recommended load, right? Probably. So if Kara Barstone was doing a Google, that would be incredibly yes. accurate. This is not Kara's fault. Um, but here's <laughs> here's what I really liked. Um, nothing is. She's perfect. <laughs> it says, okay, uh, John John found that he didn't have the time for indulgences like texting pretty girls, mm-hmm. especially not when he had two separate murder one cases in his caseload, plus that sex trafficking case that was keeping him up at night. The murder ones aren't keeping him up at night. No. <sighs> I just loved it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's all. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to tell us why, like specifically? Well, it's because it's because he care he cares about the the other one is a, an injustice. I think I've said this mm-hmm. on the show before. No, I've said that you guys just go listen to movie briefs. This is all I talk about on that show. Oh yeah, to listen to movie that's briefs. True. This is all we talk about. But the the murder ones aren't keeping him up at night. The the seventeen year old that might go to jail for twenty years for sex trafficking yes. and then be a sex offender and all these different things. That is completely and maybe get deported. I can't remember if she's a citizen or not. That was part of it as well. Hmm. Anyway. I don't know. Um, okay. Next, he's at the bar with Richie, and he gets another text from her about a different guy who's a drug dealer, and they have, like, yeah. a nice little conversation about, like, what's wrong with being a drug dealer and, like, what the difference is between, like, kind of being a drug dealer and, like, being a, like, hard drugs drug dealer right. and, like, how can how everybody's innocent until proven guilty, and he, he gets a little heart sore um, based on her, like, ideals. There's a cop that comes by and flirts with Richie. Apparently, Richie, his best friend, has an unrequited love with a cop named Hogan, which isn't really important, but it's kind of a thread throughout. Yeah, and the cop but is But they super have this straight. conversation at the bar about, like, Hogan is cocky. Yes. And oh. he's a cocky asshole. Basically, a cocky asshole being irresistible. And right. and, uh, and John is like, John's I'm sorry. Like, no. That's not true. Right. Everyone thinks I'm an asshole and that I'm cocky and no one likes me. Everyone hates me for it all the time. I'm always saying mean things and no one likes it about me. Richard says, no, 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 no. You are mistaken. You're not a cocky asshole. You're a self-assured dick. And he's like, what? What's the difference? And they're like, cocky assholes have swagger. You do it accidentally and you just like fall over yourself afterwards. <laughs> highly like, repellent, he says. <laughs> highly repellent. The difference is that a cocky <laughs> asshole knows he's an asshole and uses his assholishness swagger to charm and otherwise assert sexual dominance, Marissa, the bartender said, uh-huh. pushing up her glasses. Self-assured dicks don't even realize they're being dicks until after they've hurt everyone's feelings. That's true. Oh, John frowned. <laughs> yeah, that actually sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> I love my loving. <laughs> Aaron love a self-assured dick. What 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 problem? What is problem? Be with me. It's true. It's true. Okay. All right. All right. So now I think her friends are over at her shop. Yes. We go through the friends. This is the third book in a series. I think they wanted yes. to update us on how pregnant and how married they all are. <laughs> it's fine. Right. So then, um. Okay, so they're all over. They were supposed to have a girls' night, but she's stuck in the shop because her employee didn't show up. And so Estrella comes in, and they're like, we were promised tacos, but this place doesn't deliver. And Estrella goes, oh, no, no, no. That place definitely delivers for me. Hold on. I'll make a quick call. (laughs) And so they're like, wow, this is great. Estrella's, like, super connected. But then, like, in walks in John, like, you know, he's like a pack mule for all of their Uh tacos. And... And he goes, he hi, like, Ma. Yeah, he's hi, Ma. Here's your tacos. <laughs> Here's the tacos that you made me go get for your friend. Yeah, and Mary is, like, shocked to see him. She does not know what to do with herself. And he kisses his mother on the cheek. Oh, boy, does he kiss her right on the cheek. Yeah. <sighs> and so then she's like, did you at least order him some tacos? And then Estrella goes, I'm not a monster. And then John gets really upset, and he's like, God, Ma. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Goddamn dinner. Yeah. And, then, and then he pulls out his wallet and he's like fishing through the bills. And she's like, no, no, no. You went all this way. You brought me my dinner. 
Like, the least I can do is pay for your dinner. And he's like, don't you dare. I'm a man. I can pay for my own stuff, mm-hmm. you rich person. Girl. And, like, he's throwing money at her and stuff. So then they have dinner. And it's really cute. She sees him laugh for the first time. She can oh. tell by the way that he's standing that he has a headache and he's had a bad day. And he says that yeah. he had a real low point today. And she thought it was like seeing her and bringing the tacos. But really, he lost a case that he really cared about. And he's really bedraggled and down. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, they eat tacos, Melody. Right? That's I'm what sorry. happened. I'm sorry. I don't have notes for this part. Yeah. And he kind of like fits in with her friends. Oh, and, yeah. And like she notices kind of when he smiles and when, is when she notices that like maybe he's a sexy man. <laughs> and it's very It's nice. very cute. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then. Then. He loses so, his ID. He gets. Hmm? Oh, we don't know that yet. I don't oh, think. Oh, sorry. But yeah, he did leave his ID there. Yeah, he, when he was fishing out the monies, yes. he tossed his ID on the floor. So then um, she gets the name Maddox Whitford. His name is John Modesto Whitford. And yeah. he realizes the situation is that the mom is trying to set her up with basically like all of his worst enemies <laughs> in order to get them back together. Mm-hmm. So they decide that... Um, wait, wait. No, this is so yes. cute. What? So he's going to go over there. He's like already walking to the train. And then he's like, oh, my God, I look like crap. I smell terrible. I've already sweated through this shirt. I can't. I cannot see Mary like this. So he goes home and then he's like, I'm not going to examine why I took a full shower and like, you know, brushed my teeth just to make Mm -hmm. a phone call to a pretty girl. Think about that. And then he (laughs) does call her. And she's like, he dresses up to call her on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I love so she's like, hey, John, is everything okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, it is weird that I'm calling you, huh? But he's like, he goes, there is a fucking relation. <laughs> she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, Maddox Whitford is my screw up little brother. And uh, now I know what's going on. It's oh. Estrella. She's meddling. What's up? He also first confirmed with Maddox that the mom hadn't even, like, oh, yeah. talked to him. She has no intention of actually setting her up with these guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just not making at all. sure the listener knew that. And so then they're like, she's like, oh, man, so are we going to tell her the jig is up? And he's like, or we could fuck with her. Right. She's like, tell me everything. And he's like, I think that you should say, yeah, I'll go on a date with this guy. And then maybe you have somebody there. That you can bump into if he actually mm-hmm. shows up. But if he doesn't mm-hmm. show up, then we definitely know that this is what she's doing. Right. And she's like, well, I can't ask any of my friends to do that. Like, they are busy with life. And mm-hmm. he's about to say, he's on the tip of his tongue, like, I, could, I can do it. I could be there for you. But he's like, no, I couldn't do that. She'll see right through me. She'll see that I love her so much down to her bones. I can't say <laughs> that. And then she goes, well, could you be there? Could you be the person that I bump into? And he's, and like, he's like, me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. No, no, I could. I, I mean, I get, I could do that. Yeah. Sure. You know, sure. Yeah, it sounds I like guess. a thing that is most expedient, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And man, it is so cute. So then they do set up this date and she's supposed yes. to go out with the drug dealer. Probably. Yes. Um, no, the bully. Probably. And so. She sits down. He's already at the bar, sitting at the bar. And then she's at the front window, sitting at, you know, a table or whatever. And as, like, the minutes are ticking by, he's got this warm beer. And he's thinking to himself, you know what? 
fuck this. Because he got there so early because he yeah. didn't want her to potentially be there alone and have the guy actually be there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, because he's the best. But he's sitting there and he's like sort of – he's sort of like gaming it out in his mind. And he's like, she's so beautiful. I like her so much. I shouldn't need a reason to go over there. I should just go over there because I like her. Like it shouldn't be Mary, this fuckface, and then me – I'll just delete this guy and I'll delete my mom. And then it's just Mary and John. And we'll, we could, we could just be two people at a restaurant. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And he's about to walk he across the restaurant. Too. Oh, yeah. He had a, he was going to sit down and say, yeah. I want to be on this date, but like smoother. Yeah. Basically, he was like, I want to literally and metaphorically go and take, take that, that guy's seat. seat. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to do it. Do I'm going to be brave. Then I'm yeah. going to tell her what, how I feel about her. And then she's like, did you get a text from your mom too? Mm -hmm. And he's like, she's right there at the bar. She has snuck up on him as he was psyching himself up. And now his plan is all weird because he can't. He's like, do I just invite her to sit down? Like, does that, that's not as good as like, you know, crossing and being the, you know, restorative person and all that. And he's, you know, he's just, uh, he's a total screw up in his mind. So Mary's like, I just got a text from Estrella that says, Dude's not going to show up. He has other plans or whatever. And then John got a text from his mom that says, oh, Mary got stood up, the poor girl. Will you go walk her home? Uh (laughs) She's at this restaurant. (laughs) I want to say that we did skip a scene where she returned his ID at the Supreme Court. Like she called you. I know, but we that was scene came before the bar scene. Mm, sorry we didn't know that until the so basically she's got like a psychic friend or whatever that's like return his id (laughs) Um, so so she like finds out he's at the supreme court and like catches him and he's like he's really sweaty and he's got to get to rikers by a certain time and he like has to get a falafel because he's too busy to get a lunch and she like finds him at courtroom security which is like really cool and they take the train together and then he meets richie and they take the train together, mm-hmm. and it's a whole thing. And um, the other thing is that she is on her way to see her parents, which is yes. the, uh, another, like, you know, it's a sub, it's a subplot in this, is Mary's relationship with her mother. Yes. And so she does go out there, and her mom is, like, picking at her, and she's the worst. And basically, her mom is always like, you're old, you're crusty, you need to get married immediately and, like, start popping out babies, or you're going to die alone. And then... Mm-hmm. And she starts talking about like her aunt because Mary lost her aunt five years ago to cancer Mm -hmm. and that was her mom's sister. And like that's a whole terrible wound that both of them are still trying to navigate. But her mom, since her sister died, has been like, I don't want you to end up alone and, you know, sick and downtrodden or whatever it's a whole thing it doesn't quite like connect the dots for me but the idea is like we don't find out until later in the book but the the aunt deny didn't want to get treatment for her cancer near the end and the mom thinks that if she had a family she would have gotten treatment and so she's now really forcing mary who will really pushing mary who reminds her a lot of her sister to like settle down and get a family so that she won't so that she'll have value to her life, I guess. Yeah, but one thing I do want to note it for the record is that this is just the latest thing that her mom is needling mm. her about. Like, this is just oh, the yes. way that her mom interacts with Mary all the time. It just depends. Mm-hmm. Like, the topic just changes. Right. She's just a huge bitch who should go away. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so you know how after the fake date with Elijah that the mom texted, would you be a deer and walk her home? He does, in fact, walk her home. Um, he does. And, and some it's, very wonderful things happen on this walk. She, Kara, Kara Bestone, she does describe the feeling of having a crush on someone uh, so well yeah. and being like nervous around somebody else like that. She's very, very talented at that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so they're walking home. She gets an alert from her new dating app called mm-hmm. silver Fox. And then they figure out and that it's thinking, not. Yeah. Yes. He's like, I hope that she's not trying to date older guys because of that stupid thing that I said to her because that's and she stupid is. and she shouldn't. And that's exactly that's why she's doing Exactly it. why she is. And so as he's looking at it, he's seeing like a metric fuck ton of dick pics in her <laughs> inbox. And then he realizes that it's spelled, it's spelled F asterisk X. Uh-huh. And then he's like, usually that indicates that it's a curse word and she's like right. wait wait you think it's silver fucks <laughs> he's like yeah and like there she's it's beside like an old herself. people tinder it's an old people hookup act yes. hookup app and it's the best but the other thing is she's like yeah you know your mom said that i'm a poor girl or whatever and i guess she's right i mean here i am friday night and yep. the, the man who's walking me home has already been crossed off the list And so John, who's been working himself up to tell her how he feels, is like, oh, God, crossed off the list sounds very final. Yes. I guess I will just keep my feelings to myself. And this is where he's like, Mary, did I ruin all the chances for us to ever be? And she's like, friends! (laughs) And I wanted to punch her in the face. Uh, Chill, Mary. Stop talking. Let him finish a thought. Right? Like, sure. Yes. Book would have been over. They would be together. Let him finish a thought. I'm sorry. Did you not love the second reading? I second loved, half of I book? loved the second half of book. It's just like, ugh, these like minor miscommunications just. I know they're real and I know that like they happen and stuff, but like, <laughs> just talk to people. Just talk. Just talk. And then this won't so, happen. Then okay. you can bone. But. You know, also like uh-huh. talk and then you can bone, right? Yeah, like it's much, doesn't, let's it do doesn't a straighter make, line it's to a bad, the genitals it would be mashing together. Bad book. <laughs> so, so he also lets her in on the fact that his father is a big fancy guy. Yeah. Um, who he was, was the, the DA mayoral of Manhattan. candidate yeah. for n- the New York, the whole thing. He's like a trust fund man. Yes. Big rich man, trust fund dude. And this is part of where, okay, so he left his mom and disowned him because John has blue eyes and both John's mom and dad have brown eyes. And I guess the man who may have been the mayor of New York City doesn't understand recessive traits and dominant traits and how they work. Listen to me. This is what Estrella has told John and he worships her so much that he believes it. What actually happened is that he was already boning that other chick. He liked her more this than he did fanfic. This is and, not in book. And he's like... This isn't in book. I, oh, look, that kid doesn't look like me. That's a great reason to kick you to the curb. No, I'm just saying that, like, I, I hear you. Your thing... <laughs> it is not in book. Your thing was the thing that actually happened in book. My yes, thing is you. the thing that, Aaron, that, that Estrella told to John, and John was like, I'll never question this, ever. There's no way that... P.S. Most... 
white babies are born with blue eyes, blue or gray eyes, and then they change over time. Like, this is not, this is not a thing, and that's not why he left her. It's just the story that has been concocted to save everyone their feelings. Well, then Estrella is a bitch, because <laughs> that is a horrible thing to say oh, to a yeah, child. that's true. Yeah. And I don't think Estrella is a fucking monster. Like, I don't I think guess. she's like, no, oh, I, dad I just bet- didn't love me anymore. No, it was you. No, you I, were the reason we got a divorce. I'm not. He left you, and to leave you, he had I'm, to leave me. Like, no, that is a horrible I'm not, thing I'm, to say. I'm not saying that Estrella did that to him. I'm saying that that fuckface McTrust Fund was like that. I'm leaving because that baby doesn't look like me. It's not because I'm already dipping my wick in that other bitch. Mm-hmm. Is you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that was just his quote unquote reason. Because he's sure. an asshole. Anyway, so that's that's a whole thing. And so John says to her, he says, yes, Aaron. Well, I just, I want I want to say that throughout <laughs> this book, it is a theme. Like when he's on the train with her and he sees her Prada bag and he sees all her stuff and like she's too rich for him and he hates rich people. And like th- these are circles he can't run in because he's just a poor public defender with a box fan in his window in a studio apartment. And like he he rejected the trust fund from his father. Oh, we're going to get to that. Okay. Because like I feel like he he's always like these are the these are people that I couldn't possibly be. and it's like no, you made the choice to not be around these people and that's fine. Completely legitimate choice. But you were born into this privilege if you wanted it. Yes. You could have just reached out your hand and had that yes. privilege handed to you. And I, I think his his choice is great. But I yes, I agree with you. But I think the thing, the overarching thing that bothered me in this book is that his psychology was completely contradictory throughout. He's like, I can't be that person, except he absolutely could be that person. I don't like those people, except like Mary's really great. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be some of those people. But if I was, I could be with Mary. And I'm like, pick a lane. Pick one. (laughs) But everything else about him is perfect. straight up fucking perfect I know. and how dare you how <laughs> dare you finish the point that i myself was making <laughs> how dare i <laughs> i can shit talk this hero but other people can't and sasquatch and you know how much we love a bigfoot each episode they read stories from their listeners and debate what really happened there's a lot of funny banter booze gasps and giggles every week It feels like you're hanging out with old friends telling spooky stories, but at happy hour. New episodes are released every Thursday, so grab your favorite beverage and settle in for some good haunts, whether you believe or not. Okay. Oh, 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 the other thing. So we find out that his father totally walked away from him. He had no support, no, no nothing. His mom was a single mom and she made it work. But when he was older, like 10 years ago or something, he like went into his office and he was going to be like, I'm your son and this is how it happened and these are how recessive genes work. And But when he walked in, his dad realized that he looked and sounded exactly like his just deceased father. And he was like, oh, my God, like, you know, it's a ghost walking into my office. Oh, no, it's a ghost of my father. 
Yeah. <laughs> the boy. It's, it's the boy. The boy has returned. <laughs> the prodigal son. No, he's the prodigal father. Listen, I don't know how that works. So, <laughs> so this is when they, they like start having a relationship and his dad since then for the past decade has been like trying to throw money and connections and all the things at him because he's trying to make up for lost time. Right. So now we've got John and Estrella and Estrella's trying to like, I forget what she says, but she's trying to like get them together in another way. Oh yeah. He calls her and he's like, mom, you gotta stop. And yeah. He's like, you gotta stop. At first it was like kind of funny or whatever, but now it's getting to, and he thinks like it's painful. It's now painful. And she realizes like, oh no, you have feelings for her and she doesn't like you back. Can I do mm. a weird nitpick? Oh no. Stop it. I really <laughs> like this book. And I never do this when you like a book. That's totally false. <laughs> nice try. You couldn't even get I, that out with a straight face. When you face. like a book, I just get on side and I just write it. And how dare you? Not like okay. my book. My small my small nitpick is that so they're talking on the phone. And then he has a like a funny voice. And then it says, and with a mother's 2020 vision, she realized that like, oh, you have feelings for him, which like, so, so many levels here. First of all, she can't actually see him there on the phone. She's his mom. Second of all, no, listen, shut your mouth. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> so second of all, if she were to use some sort of vision in that moment, wouldn't it be x-ray vision? Right? Wouldn't it be X-ray With vision? With the mothers, you wanted, you wanted How, special princess angel Cara Bastone to write. With a mother's X-ray vision, <laughs> she knew that's the line that you wanted her to write. How dare How you? is twenty twenty vision better? No, twenty twenty vision it, just makes it's better than sense. X-ray. It may not be a perfect analogy, but it's not. It's better than X-ray. I'm not X-ray saying X-ray vision. is a good thing to write. I'm just saying that it makes a metric fuck ton more sense in this situation. I that's all. Small nitpick. I just I read it and I was like, what? How does twenty twenty vision help in this moment? I don't think that's. I don't think that's the way that works. Wouldn't you I just feel see like every something time I really perfectly? like a book, like all you do is trash it, and <laughs> it's just like not fair. And we've gotten a few emails about it, just how negative you are all the time about the books that I love. You're you know? such a dumbass. Yeah, we okay. get a lot of. It's all on Facebook, actually. Um, since you left Facebook, I've gotten a lot of Facebook messages that are like, "I just really wish Melody was more positive about books." that Aaron likes. And we really gravitate towards the positivity Aaron brings to the podcast, but sometimes the negativity that um, Melody has, it brings us down. And I mean, you can cut this out if you want. I'm just trying to tell you. You're just trying to, you know, con- constructive criticism. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I just want you to know. Like, I just felt like you had the right to know. I hear you. I'm, I feel- I'm seeing what you're, you're, what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. With my x-ray vision. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now. <laughs> so Estrella's like, oh no, you love her so much. Because she has perfect vision. With mother's <laughs> intuition is what she has. So then they're at the bar. Is this a two-parter? I don't know what that 
this is such a short book. This is the reason why we need to do a short book. <laughs> Okay. Um, so okay. So they're at the. He's at the bar with Richie, mm-hmm. and Richie does a little like <laughs> to his phone, <laughs> and he's like, "It's because Mary's so funny." And John's like, "You're texting with Mary," and it yeah. turns out Mary has become besties with all of John's friend. Um, yeah. The whole the since the she brought his ID to him at the Supreme Court. They're playing like words with friends together, and she does a good yeah. smack talk, and she actually beats Richie. She's the only person who can beat him. And so then John is like, no, the reason that I'm like down is because I really like Mary, but she doesn't like me back and I have like no chance with her. And then Richie just like goes sheet white and he's like, oh, God, he he says he needs to stop being around her so much. And then, oh, because he had just taken like a two week break from Mary. Yeah. And he's like, it's starting to feel a little bit better because I'm not around her so much and like I'm starting to. Not have so much panicky feelings in my chest all the right. time because of how I have an unrequited crush on a girl. And then, um, and then Richie's, Richie's like, like, oh, God, I invited her. He invited oh, no, her. I wish I had known that. So Mary shows up and she's like, hi, I'm a ray of, be- ray of beautiful sunshine and look at my sundress and I am the best. Look at my hair. Can I have like just a really shitty beer? I would love her just no. a really shitty beer. Oh, she, she points takes- to John's beer and yeah. she says, yours? And then she takes a drink of it. And then she drinks it. And he's mesmerized. And he, he can't pops a tent like none other. Stop I'll making my much. book crude. <laughs> it's beautiful. He looks, watches. It's, it's not about boners. It's about love, Melody. It's about heart. Shut up! It can be two Ugh. things can happen at the same time. Well, yeah, he po- he pops a heart tent. Okay, it, no, it also says that like he looks at the way her lips are on that glass. Yeah, Aaron. Like, love, okay. it's a love. Yeah, it's a love horny though. It's a love yeah, horny. But there's okay, still I'm a just, tent, and well, it's fine. still in the pants mean, region. Yeah, Honestly, okay. well, I just don't I, listen. So then she orders. She orders the revolutionary drink. Of three quarters beer and one quarter lemonade. Mm-hmm. And John's like, I've never heard the word shandy before. <laughs> <laughs> and then as they're walking out, Mary's like, I'm going to have a party tomorrow. Can you guys come on Saturday or whatever? Yes. And John like makes a show of checking his calendar and he's like, I suppose I could make it, even though he knows he's totally free. Mm-hmm. And Richie's like, yeah, we'll be there. So she's coming up her stairs. But also, like, that hot cop does flirt with her. And she keeps, like, that's when she's, like, kicking John, like, in the shin to try to get him to save her from hot cop. That was cool. That was great. And so he does save her. And that's when she meets Beth, too. Beth, the other cop that everybody likes. Yeah. And then she finds out that Richie has a crush on hogan the the right. cocky asshole and she's like no that guy really and john's like oh be still my heart and then he says man i gotta take you to gay bars because then you can't cock block me and john's like hey i'd go to gay bars with you and he's like yeah but when you come with me you're the one who's cock blocking me because they love like the gruff you know aloof thing he's got going on and then she says well it serves you oh, right. right for bringing your hot friend to gay bars and john's like Hot? He he's like he's like swooning. He like <laughs> yes. nearly passed out. He's like grabbing on the bar. Like, <laughs> yes. did it happen? Oh. Did she say I'm hot? Am I hot to marry? Oh my gosh! And he <sighs> like still like as they're walking out of the bar, he's still thinking about her calling him hot. Okay, so now she's walking up the stairs like the day before the party with all the bags of groceries and stuff. 
And she kind of freaks out a little bit because her door is open. And she's like, right. oh, no, I'm the only person who lives here. What the fuck? So she goes in and it's her mother. And her mother's like, your tulips are wilting. And wow, that's a lot of food you've got there. And Mary's like, mom, I'm having a party. Stop being an asshole. Yeah. And then she is an asshole. Oh. She talks about how she's going to like die alone and oh stuff. God. And it's like the worst. They go to the cemetery to visit Tiff. And Tiff is like sitting there and her mom is crying and she's never seen her mom like openly grieve for her aunt. And then her mom turns to her with her with her teary eyes and she's like, is this one you want to be buried between two strangers? Oh, this mother. Oh, my God. And so I Mary know. does the right thing and she just walks away. And then the mom is like, I didn't mean it. And one of my favorite lines in this book. Mary looks at her dead in the face and she goes, Mom, you did mean it. You just don't like my reaction to it. Yep. And I have said those words out loud. <laughs> it's the best. It what is have she, I? She, I really liked. I, I really like how the mother thing ends up in this book. Me too. You know, like I, I felt too. like they were going to try to bring it back around nope. and they don't really. And that's great. Like that's the best way that could end. Yeah, I loved it. I don't like the fact that she's 37 and doing this. Sure. But, you know, we all have our own journeys. Yes. Okay. So then now it's the party. It's party time. Party. We're doing a party. And everybody comes over to Mary's house. And John shows up. And it is a hot. He, he is wearing those wingtips, but he does take them off. And he, he brings... And he... he um, so he is wearing his party outfit, he is. uh, which is the same shirt that he wears every day, but with the sleeves rolled up. And then he has a paper bag with a cheap beer and a lemonade in it. And an expensive lemonade. And, yes. Cheap and beer, it was, expensive lemonade. And she's like, you're the perfect man. Yeah. So it was very He does cute. a lot of like playing with kids and stuff. But wait, he looks around her house with his judgy oh, face yeah. and she... She with his stern, judgy face, and she like physically moves his eyebrows <laughs> so that they're less judgy and mm -hmm. makes his face happy. I loved it. I really loved it. I loved it. And then he does he does only hang out with kids at the party, yeah, and does like a puzzle maybe or something, yeah. which surprises her because he's such a stern, gruff man. And Richie says that no, he's just really socially awkward and he's not really good at making small talk with strangers. So he gravitates toward children who are easier to he's talk really to. He's really comfortable with kids. Yeah. And so then she finds out that he's vegan because he's worried about his carbon footprint. And she's like, <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> and she's like, you are just an enigma wrapped in a mystery. I just. But she's liking every piece that comes to her. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. she's like hold on i think things are changing between john he's and I. just so I burdened by the weight of the world all right <laughs> 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 okay, okay okay all right i'm sorry what were you saying okay so she's like i'm pretty sure that john like likes me now like i think you know he he's maybe could look past the age totally. and like get up on me a little bit i don't know yes and so she is walking back into the party after having done something. And she hears Tyler, one of her best friends, talking to John. And Tyler's like, hey, man, so are you, like, interested in Mary or what? Because Tyler's a little protective after finding out the horrible thing that John said to her. Mm -hmm. And this is 
my biggest, giantest issue with the book in this moment. Do you want to hear it? No, you no, don't. You're going I to. <laughs> You're going no. to. So he says, do you want to date Mary? And there's this like really long pause and he doesn't know what to say. And then he says, Mary and I are just at different stages of our life. Yes. And this makes absolutely no sense. Here's why. Shut your mouth. Here's why. Being in a different stages in life. (laughs) You don't like this role reversal, do you? I don't like it at all. Being at different stages in life implies that he has financial ambition and he wants to get to where Mary is, but he's not there yet, right? A stage where you're supposed, like, if you're on parallel tracks, you're going to get there eventually, but not now. Now, I think that we could have had the same conflict just with different wording. Because here's the thing, like you said earlier, he has no financial ambition because he could be in Mary's stage or well beyond it if he just like called his dad and say, hey, trust fund question mark. And dad would like fall over himself to throw money at him. He can he can access this stage whenever the fuck he wants. So if we were going to have the same conflict or do a different thing, maybe he could have said something like uh, like her tastes are too refined for me. Right? Because he's always talking about how nice her apartment is. And then it could be, I'm old. No, because Mary has to interpret it as she's old. I understand that she doesn't have to, though, right? I'm I'm just proposing a different, very related conflict. Then it would be, I'm old, I'm desperate, and I'm snobby. This is what John thinks of me, right? Or, or, Aaron, and I think you're going to like this more. I doubt it. He could have said something like, she's a bit too sophisticated for me. Now, that would make sense on his level because that means, like, in his mind, he could mean, like, financially sophisticated. She has not? higher taste. She, she has better taste than he does or whatever because she's been, she's had access to moneyed things. And then in her brain, she could be, like, sophistication. They They call, like, older women, oh, she's so sophisticated. She's so elegant. She's so, and then she could have been like, oh my God, I'm still so fucking geriatric to him. And the same conflict could have happened. But being in different stages in life does not indicate what John wants it to indicate at all. There we go. May I? Please. Please come back. I think the better line that you're searching for is that maybe she's too mature for him. No, but I don't think so. Here's the thing. John's lying. I'm saying, no, because mature, his thing has to be financial. Sure, I guess. But, like, he's lying. He does want to date Mary. No, but if Mary asked him out today, he would. He would not actually have that he's conflict. He's not lying. Mm-mm. He's not lying. What he's saying, he is communicating his self-consciousness that... I understand. Like, I'm not... I That's understand not right. that. But, like, he's trying to think of something on the spot to say... And that's the first thing he thought of. He's trying to say, I'm not in her league. Yeah. Because we're at very different places financially. And then we have to somehow get to her thinking, oh, he still thinks I'm a dinosaur. This is such this is such a nitpick. I can't. It's not. Being at different stages in life does not make sense for what he's trying to say out loud. It does not make a lick of fucking sense, Aaron. Say you're, it. You're... Right. Say it. But I fi- I did. Say it. I did. I didn't hear you. I did. You heard it. <laughs> nope. I just 
I didn't. <laughs> I didn't so, hear it. You didn't I would like to hear it. You bitch. <laughs> You're right about it. But I. <laughs> You're eating that I word. I think that he's thinking on his feet. And he's trying to think of a thing to say, and that's just and what so he, he says. says a thing that's gonna that doesn't that make sense, maybe because he's just trying to think of something well, to say. That's not sauce. like I would super love to dick down your friend. <laughs> You're grasping at straws. You're grasping at criticisms that don't matter in a near perfect book. No, I have a very reasoned explanation for my thoughts. I heard on it. This. I was here. I sat through the whole thing. I went and got a snack. I came back. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what it's like for you every yes. time? I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, I actually like it. It's fun. <sighs> okay. It's fun. It keeps <sighs> me on my toes, too. I have to, like, come up with defenses on the spot. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> also, Mary notices that for, like, her friends, he looks, he checks out her younger friends. Yeah. The the wives of her, her male friends that are younger than them. Yeah. Um, He'll, he like, actually look at their bodies. Out. Right. Yes. And he never does that to her. And she realizes that he thinks that she's like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Um, so then we have a s- scene with um, John's little brother nope, Maddox nope, that sets nope, up another book. Nope. We're what? not doing that. What we're doing what? is, oh no, Mary's three in the morning and Mary's shop gets broken into crash bang oh. thievery. Was and that then, before this? No, we're just not talking about Maddox. It's a scene that doesn't matter. I was already done talking about it. <laughs> oh, okay. I said it sets up another book and we're not going to talk about it. Was oh. the next thing that was going to be I out think of there's my a mouth. delay or something. I'm sorry. Jeez. Sorry. My God. So anyway. <gasps> oh, no. There's a thievery happening. There's a thief in Mary's shop. And she does live crash. above that shop. I don't think we mentioned that before. Yeah, and right. She hears all the stuff and she sits down and she calls 911 and I'm really glad that that was a cut scene and we don't have to deal with any yeah. of the cops coming in the logistics. Same. So then the next day, John's at work and Beth shows up. Beth the cop is like, "Hey, your girl is is like her place is so trashed." Yes. And I need you to know that. It's a crime scene and there's guys there right now doing the cop stuff and he and he's like, "Oh, should I call her?" And they're like, "No, you need to go over there, no, you he idiot." He says, "Should I call my mom?" is what he says. "Should to I go call over there. Estrella yeah. to go?" And Richie's like, "No, asshole. You are going to go." And John's like, "Oh, yeah, I guess that's oh, Yeah, that's what I'm going to do." So he goes over there. <laughs> Aaron is so mad at me. <laughs> She's gnashing her teeth. So he goes over there. gnashes? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they do when they're mad in Shakespeare? Is that? strange. Anyway. Okay. So he goes up and he looks at her and she's like laughing with the cop or whatever. And he's like, oh, my God. Even yeah, he expected her to moments, be like, yeah, she's he expected her to be like crying. But yeah. then she looks over at him and she's like, John, you're here. And then she bounds across her house and throws herself into his arms and she puts her head on his heart or something. And he like he like kisses her <sighs> head and stuff. It's a big embrace. 
the only reason their hips aren't touching, it says, is because his messenger bag is on. Mm-hmm. And then he does take off that messenger bag to give her a real serious hug. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so relieved. She does start crying at that point. And he's like, wow, even when she's crying, she's just a beautiful, radiant, blossoming flower. And then he's like, do you have anybody to call? Can you go anywhere? And she's like, no, not really. But she doesn't want to be in the house. And so he's like, you can come to mine if you want. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll go pack a bag and we'll go right now. And then he's like, oh, no. And he doesn't even think about it until they get there that he lives in a studio that just has, like, one bed and, like, nowhere to sit. Yeah. Like, there's a couch, but you can't sleep on it. And he thinks to himself, I mean, I could do the only one bed thing. And then in my mind, we would we would go to sleep and then we'd wake up and be snuggled no, and in a love. Big, he's and a then big he's honorable. Says, well, no, but then he says, oh, that's that's not how it would work. I would wake up snuggled and in love and she would wake up being snuggled and creeped the fuck out. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is this two parts? I think it I think it is. I'm sorry, yeah. HBs. I did I'm not mean for this to happen. Yeah. It's just. This is the best book I've ever read. No, it's not the best book I've ever read. But it's very, no, but it's very really good. good. And please read it. It's a really please. good book. I loved it. I really so I loved it. I I know I'm doing stupid small things about it, but I really Whoa, did love it. I'm doing stupid I'm sorry, small let's read things that back. about it. Oh no stupid problem. Small things. No, do you want me to say it like louder into the microphone and not be bashful about it? Really own what I'm doing right now? Is that what I, I should don't do? Understand I'm your tone. doing some stupid small nitpicks on this thing, and I know it. And I just want to clearly communicate that to the HBs because I think that's the most honorable and transparent yeah. yes. and correct thing to do. Yes, and I'm glad you've done that. <laughs> I'm glad. I've done that, too. Yeah, I am glad. <laughs> We're saying the same thing, Melody. We are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have a lady love? I guess. So <laughs> my doctor called me this morning. Yeah. I had a physical last week, and my doctor called me, and I have, quote, dangerously low levels of vitamins, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anemic. I have no. my vitamin D is at a five, and I guess it should be at a fifty. Oh. I didn't know. I have no vitamins in me, probably because <laughs> all I do is lay around and eat macaroni and cheese anymore. So we should HB's, get you a transfusion, a vitamin. Can we get you a, a vitamin? Eat a vitamin. No, she just so she just prescribed me like a horse pill. I've got to take every week, and then also like a daily. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have no iron in me whatsoever. Apparently, my bones are turning to chalk. The side effects oh, no. for this situation are like um, being sad and like stressed and, out, um, also and not yes, able and to... um, confused, Ooh, which confused. I am every day. Falls, <laughs> which I do fall a lot. Oh no, Aaron. yeah. And, <laughs> somebody, somebody recently said to me that they had never something about like never falling, like how terrifying it would be to fall down the stairs. And that, like, they've never fallen down the stairs and how scary that would be. And I was like, I fall down the stairs, like, like two or three times a month at least. Like, I fall down the stairs, like, all the time. 
Is that because I don't have any vitamins in me? I think it might be your vitamin deficiency. And then another thing <laughs> is that um, you constantly crave um, dirt and blood. You crave eating dirt and blood. Is that what you're blood. doing lately? So it does. Is that what's happening does, in your um, house these Describe days? most of the things about me. <laughs> Isn't that strange, though? I was reading the side effects. It was like, unexplained unexplained cravings for dirt and blood. And I was like, unexplained cravings? Who's like, mm, yum, I would really like to take a bite of that dirt clump. And here but are the I have 30 reasons why. <laughs> I have a good explanation for it. And in fact... This would be, I think, the only explanation is like, I must be deficient. Yeah, it's like a dog eating grass. They don't know why, but they gotta. Yeah. It'll make their tummy feel better. So, um, <laughs> so what you're saying is you need to swing back all the way on the pendulum to when you used to eat vitamins as snacks. I've been so afraid of vitamins. <laughs> When somebody has like like an addiction and then they go to the hospital and like they can't have any pain meds, you know, because yeah. they have like an addiction and, you know, the pain meds might be triggering in a way. It's not like that. People have actual problems. This isn't a real problem. Actually, it is. My bones are turning to chalk. But the thing that I'm talking about right now is not an actual problem. Um, it's like that. It's like I've been scared to take vitamins because I might... You might again poison myself with vitamin A. <laughs> and now I have so little vitamin A that I'm slowly dying like a young old crone, just like shriveling Ooh. up. <laughs> oh, no. Like my friend was telling me she's, uh, my friend's husband is a, or my husband, nah, my friend's wife is a like medical device person who does like puts um, things in people. Like sure. devices, medical yeah. ones. Right. And they screw into bones. And she she was telling him about this uh, lady that her bones were just chalk <gasps> because she was so bad at eating. And now I'm like, what if I need a screw in my bone it and it's just going to turn to chalk? This isn't something the doctor said. This is just a horror nightmare that I have now. No, they'll have to set up like some sort of internal pulley system or something. So, um, like, I eat a vegetable. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not a crazy person. I have a vegetable every now and then. <laughs> I would say at least daily I have a fruit. Yeah. A berry. Sure. A, like, I'll have a berry. I had a berry this morning. Here's the thing, guys. Even if you eat a vegetable, sometimes... Sometimes it doesn't soak into your bones. You may have dangerously low levels of all the vitamins. <laughs> they called me... It's, they called me on a Saturday. Holy balls. To tell me that you had to get a vitamin in your body immediately. <laughs> Aaron, I think this would explain a lot. No, 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 no. I have no, no, no. All the falls you're telling me about, Aaron. Oh, yeah, the falls, yes. <laughs> yeah. But I've also been very stressed out lately, and that has everything to do with my schedule and nothing to do oh, with yeah, my Oh, yeah, that's vitamins. all external nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's real, I swear. Yeah. So eat a, take a vitamin. Take a vitamin, eat a vegetable. Moderate. Use vitamins in moderation. Use, add doctor Use prescribed. vitamins responsibly. As they are directed at you. Yeah. Is how you should use, use the use vitamins. vitamins to party. <laughs> use them responsible. <laughs> Don't eat vitamins for lunch. 
<laughs> eat vitamins <laughs> as directed. <laughs> I love it. I love that you've gone from one extreme to another. That's so good. Yeah, I've tried to make this last long enough that Mary can't use it as her video for <laughs> Instagram. That's what I'm trying to do here because it's so embarrassing. All right. <sighs> okay. My lady love is twofold and it's very serious. The first one is have you ever seen those worlds between book things? Yeah. They're so me fun. A oh my uh-huh. gosh. And especially if you want to make it a project with another person or whatever, man, it was a fun little interactive experience. They have the ones where like apparently they're totally blank and you paint them and that sounds just like a bridge too far for me but i think that it would be very fun for the right person anyway worlds between books not only is a is it a fun thing to like you know build and but then it's also a fun thing to have just in your house (laughs) you know (laughs) because you can live your giant dreams and no matter what anybody else says to you no matter what kind of side eyes you get you be a giant. You do it. You just you just walk around stomping and calling out random syllables that start with F. And you talk about Englishmen's blood and talk about grinding their bones into toast <laughs> and just I think what you're dreams. doing is you're you're listing a lot of unfortunate stereotypes about giants <laughs> and I'm I'm a little concerned about the blowback. <laughs> Oh, no, we're going to get so many emails. From giants. From giants, yeah. <laughs> Grinding people's bones into dust. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> You're doing that to yourself. You're also living your giant dreams, Erin. Uh, <laughs> I'm always talking about Englishman's blood and how thirsty I am. <laughs> it's true. And all the reasons that you are thirsty for it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. We got to go. Was that both folds of your lady love? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Making it and having it. Yeah. Build it and, and then be it. All right. Okay. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So you can find us on all the places. We're on all the socials. Aaron does such a good job. Aaron and Natalie do such a good job on the socials. I am usually not around. Although I do. I do like to respond to a comment you guys. on Instagram listen. and a tweet. <laughs> listen. What's I know it? we're at the end of the episode. Some of you aren't even listening anymore. That's Joke's right. on you. That's right. Melody has a sixth sense for if I tweet <laughs> something wrong. Like, if, if... I don't know how she knows. If there's, if there's a tweet out there or an Instagram comment or, you know, whatever, a DM or whatever, it's like a weird little spidey sense goes off in her brain and she's yeah. like, somewhere Aaron is tweeting wrong. So... Just like, because I <laughs> tweeted this week about how our Facebook group had gotten much grosser since Alicia Rye had uh, recommended those foot peels, because it is gross in there now, because everybody's peeling on their feet. And Melody, like, appeared out of nowhere and was like, I love gross stuff. How dare you say that our podcast doesn't like gross things? And it was like, you haven't been on Twitter in fucking weeks, Mel. It's strange. You're like a psychic when you disagree with social media posts. <laughs> you know what? It's not just that. Because remember, in our private 
you know, group chats. I also have a yeah. sixth sense for when I can jump in and just blow up your she, spot. She doesn't pay attention <laughs> at all to a Facebook group chat. She is never there. She never checks it. She's never in a Facebook group chat. And as soon as I say something about her, she's there. And I'm not tagging her. Like, it's not... She's right there. And she's like, how dare you? <laughs> or when it's or when insane. Aaron like says an opinion, but I know the hilarious, embarrassing backstory that created the opinion. Is that what it was? Oh yeah. Then I come in and I'm like, oh, ask Aaron about oh, her. It? And it? horse meat. <laughs> no, Melody. Don't don't eat it. Don't 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 whisper it. Horse meat. Say it loud and proud. It's horse meat, everybody. I want to eat a horse. <laughs> Say it. Hey, that's not really true. It's not her opinion. But it's it's like I mean, a, kind adjacent of, in a way. You know? <laughs> horse meat. Horse meat, we're wasting it. That's all. <laughs> wasting it. I have a lot of opinions about horse meat, and that's fine. Um, oh, so you can find us at, at Heaving Bosoms on Instagram. At Heaving's, no, guess, underscore, underscore Bosoms. bosoms. Uh, that's the Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Heaving Bosoms Podcast on Facebook. Heaving Bosoms Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. The Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult is our Facebook group. And... Our website is heavingbosoms.com. There are links at that website for you to get the merch, for you to join our incredible Patreon where we're going through crash landing on you, sometimes with celebrity guests. For the HB Reading Embrace, you can find that there and all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, it's really fun. I'm having a lot of fun over our yeah. Patreon episodes. Same. Like, Same. It's my favorite thing. Okay, so keep being a badass. <laughs> love yourself as much as you love looking at somebody on the phone with your x-ray vision (laughs) and seeing exactly what words they're about to say next because you've got x-ray eyes what a perfect metaphor (laughs) yeah you heard how stupid it is didn't you you heard it out loud i saw that stupid double-handed mic drop you just did Mic drop, float away. (laughs) (laughs) I did dicks too. (laughs) All right, anyway. All right, bye. bye. (laughs) Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.